turn to Hebrews chapter 11. We have looked at a lot of different people in this passage of Scripture, going through Hebrews chapter 11. And one thing that we know about all of these people is we learn about their faith. There's something else that's very true about every single person that we've looked at in Hebrews chapter 11. It is true that they were far from perfect. Far from perfect. There were failures and inconsistencies in their lives. But their names were included because of their faith. We often look to people and we learn a lot from others. We learn from parents and grandparents. We learn from co-workers and people around us. It's natural for us as humans to look to others. And I think the Bible has given us lots of human examples to look to. But we don't look to them because they were similar. But we can learn from them because of their faith. They have never condoned and never excuses sin. But he has made a way whereby the sinful and failing men and women may find deliverance from the penalty of sin. And they find deliverance not only from the penalty of sin, but also from the power of sin. And that way is the way of faith in Jesus Christ. Faith, as we will see in this message, faith in one who shed their blood, shed his blood for us. And his precious blood is typified in this story we'll look at today through the scarlet cord that was hung in a window. This faith is the hope of salvation. Like the scene says behind when you came into the land that's a boundless line of fire. Bread in the window which saw the flood of down by, and that shall be thy father and thy mother and thy brethren, and all thy father's household, home, and the beach. In spite of our knowledge of the recorded failures in the lives of men like Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and others, we're not surprised that their names are recorded in Hebrews 11. We see in the Old Testament their stories of great walks of faith. But I think some might be surprised to read in Hebrews 11, 31. I faith, a harlot, great, courage not with them, disbelieve not. Can a sinner Yes, even a harlot like Rahab, be translated from the house of shame to the hall of fame. Yes, yes. Colossians 1 verse 13 gives us all the hope of that. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. It's the grace of God since the prostitute out of the land of Canaan and sent her into the land of Christ? Yes, he does. Rahab learned the blessed truth of Isaiah 118 and 10 And while it's reasoned together, so that the Lord knows his sins, 
be a shadow. They shall be white as snow. They may be red like crimson. They shall be as wool. In the message this morning, I want us to trace the story of Rahab as it's recorded in Joshua chapter 2 and 6. And in it, I think we'll see a wonderful illustration of God's way of salvation. You might even call it John 3.16, illustrated for God, so yes, Rahab. But his name is only begotten son, but whosoever, even Rahab, believed in him, did not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's notice the faith of Rahab, how it operated, how it was manifested, and what it accomplished. Hebrews 11. And verse 31 says very simply, by faith, the heart of Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies with Jesus. I want you to notice first about Rahab that while she was a common sinner, Rahab was saved by grace through faith. You know, Rahab got saved the same way. That you and I must be saved. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In Titus 3 and verse 5, it says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Rahab grew up in a pagan world. And she lived in spiritual darkness. She lived among people who were given to idolatry. She was one who entertained residents in her home, and she kept visitors there. Her house, the Bible tells us, was on the wall of the city of Jericho. Joshua 2, verse 15 says she let them down from a sword through her window, for her house was upon the town wall. She dwelt upon the wall. Rahab was a prostitute, but God loved her. Romans 3, verses 22 and 23 says, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all. Don't you love that word in the verse? It is unto all and upon all them that believe. Rahab had hope because she believed. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We learn much about Rahab today, not because of the greatness of her sin, but because of the greatness of her faith. Because the reality is, all have sinned. It is not for us to say, well, Rahab's sin was worse than my sin. All have sinned, and because of our sin, we have come short of the glory of God. These verses tell us that her need was just as great as our need is. We are all common sinners, and we are all saved by grace. We are saved in Jesus Christ. My question to you this morning, and I know it's Sunday morning, there people gathered here to come to church, but I feel like I would be doing wrong if I didn't ask you this question. Have you been saved? Have you had your sins forgiven? Have you put your trust? In Jesus Christ. Because just like Rahab, even though your sin may be different than Rahab, your sin is the same that it separates you from God. 
sin separates you from God, and it takes you on a path to eternal death and hell, eternal separation from God. Jesus Christ, if your hope just like Jesus Christ, was perfect. No love was a common sin, and yet he was saved by grace. Another thing we can learn about Rahab's faith is that it began when all true faith began in hearing the word of God. The scripture says, Now faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Because really, Rahab's faith came the same way? Yes. You'll notice with me in Joshua chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, it tells us two different times how Rahab talks about what she had heard. She had heard the truth about what God was doing. She says, For we. What did she hear? What did she hear? By the Lord, dried up the water. All the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did under the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan. Down in Argon, you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did they remember any more courage in any man. Because of you, for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above. Because she had heard, because she believed what she heard, she was able to say, I know. Her faith in what she had heard, hearing the truth about what God had done, cast her to have the knowledge that what God would do. Joshua 2, verse 9 says, She said unto the men, I know that the Lord has given me the land. How did she know that? Because she had faith in what she had heard. How do you know that you have eternal life? Because you have faith in what you have heard. What have you heard? You have heard the word of God, that Jesus Christ came to save sinners. And as Paul says, of whom I am chief, we must recognize our great need because of our sin. Our sin keeps us from God. There are those that refuse that everybody, God loves everybody. Because of that, everybody goes to heaven. But God does love everybody, which is why He said His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for the sins of the world. But you must believe in Jesus Christ. You must put your faith in Him as you confess your sins and trust in Him. You can have eternal life. He said, I know that the Lord has given you the land. And that your theory has fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Here's what faith does faith takes God at His word and reckons it, believes it, walks in it, acts upon the truth of God's word. Romans 4 20 says, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Do you believe that what God promises, he's able to perform? Do you believe that? Do you believe that what God says, he will do? If that's true, then how does that change how you live every day? Rahab's belief changed her action. What Rahab had heard and believed to be true how she behaves. If we truly believe something, it will affect, it will change who we are and what we do. So many would say, well, I believe this, but they just give lip service to it. But their life doesn't show that what they say they believe, they actually believe. 
if you truly believe something, it will change how you live. It changes for one God. We are saved the same way they ever said. You hear the gospel? Jesus said, they are there, I tell you, you just hear my word and believe it on him that sent me, has everlasting life. And so that's coming to condemnation, but he's passed from death into life. We hear that we are under condemnation and we tremble. John 17, we don't believe it's not on him. We are actually believe it's on him, it's not in them, but he that believe it's not. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. John 3, verse 36, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth. By faith, we will say, Where we have faith to give, again, we're also faith to give in hearing the word of God. This morning we have a great responsibility because we have the privilege of hearing the word of God. God's word is a gift to us. God's word is a gift from God to you. And now we are responsible for the truth that is upon its pages. As we read it, as we study it, we're responsible for the truth that we read. And yet so many would live their lives accountable to others, pretending that ultimately they are accountable to God. And they would get an answer to God. For what they do with his word. I have a question for you to consider this morning. What will you do with Jesus? What will you do with Jesus? Will you trust in him? If you have trusted in him, will you walk with him by faith and obedience to his word? But God says it in his word, will you commit today to say, Lord, I will do my best to obey it? Search me, O God, know my heart, try me, and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. As we walk our lives and live each day, if we are away from God, if we're not spending time in His Word and spending time in prayer, it's easy for us to go cold and a little bit deaf to His Word. We don't hear it. We don't respond to it. Somebody might say, well, why should you read your Bible every day? Why should you... Spend time in prayer every day. If you already know what's right and wrong, why do you need to keep reading the Bible? If you already know all those Bible stories, why do you need to read them again? Why, if God's going to work it all out anyway, why should you even pray? Because your time with God is not just something you do, it is a relationship. It is a relationship. We need to be reminded of God's truth all the time. We need to be speaking to God about our needs and our burdens and praising Him for who He is all the time. Pray without ceasing. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Yes, I understand. Even prayer and Bible reading can be something that just becomes routine and ritual and something that we the box in the same way going to visit your grandma could be routine and ritual in some way. You better go to grandma's house and take her something. Or it could be something that you're afraid of. Something that you're excited about. 
going to see a loved one, a friend, a family member, picking up the phone and having that phone call, being able to text the message, to be able to communicate the things that you love. My friends, could it be any different than our relationship with our Heavenly Father? We saved by grace. We saved. May that faith begin just like your faith must begin to experience the Word of God and go to the Father. We see Rahab as she confessed her faith to the spies. She confessed her faith to the spies. We see this, this woman living in the city of Jericho, this city that was soon to be conquered by the Israelites. She's living and doing lots of wicked things. And she shares her faith with the spies. You think about what she did just by taking a hand. She's putting herself in danger. In fact, later we know that the soldiers came and questioned her, asking her where those men went that were just there. People knew, people had seen, people heard what was going on at Rahab's house. Even beyond that, Rahab was willing to confess her faith to the spies. She was not a secret believer. There's a difference between a mere intellectual faith. And the real heart. In Joshua 2, Paul says, the appearance that that Joshua understands, she wasn't the only one that had heard. Lots of people had heard about what was going on with the children of Israel. But in verse 9, Rahab says, I know the Lord. Lots of people had heard, but Rahab believed. Rahab knew what God would do. Many have heard about the Lord and His power, and there are more believed about what He had done. They had some knowledge, but they didn't take that knowledge and apply it as belief in that knowledge. Salvation comes in a very similar way. Romans 10, verse 9 says, But thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that thou hast raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. These two things work together. And you can say, well, pray in prayer and I'll save everybody. That's true if all you did was pray without believing in Christ. But the one who believes in their heart will confess with their mouth. There's no such thing in the scripture as secret discipleship. Those who are his children will speak about it. The scripture just says, like the redeemed of the Lord, say so. We ought to speak up about it. We ought to tell others about it and share the good news. Why? Because of what he's done for us. This week, I had the opportunity to travel up to a visit in school. I was able to go to the University of Missoula. I'm on the board for it. And they interviewed me for one of their podcasts. They asked me what sports team I cheered for, and I said the Houston Astros. And he said, you're in that team speech, and, you know, you probably bang on your chest to them, and all these things, they would give me a hard time. And I said, well, they may have done some things that weren't right, but I'm still proud to cheer for the Houston Astros. We were talking about this last night, how we might even say, we won the World Series this year. And I still claim that the Houstonian and the fan of the team that we won the World Series. Isn't that interesting? 
The danger of faith was this record of faith was demonstrated by the word. Where is the hardest evidence of faith? Notice at the end of Hebrews 11, 31, it says, Rahab received the sacrifice of the priest. James 2, verse 25, talks about this as well. Likewise, also, was not Rahab the harlot justified by work? When she had received the messenger, she sent them out another way. Somebody said, Well, Rahab, she's not a believer. Oh, I couldn't be a believer. She lived in Jericho. Thank you for our analysis. They have demonstrated her faith in that she received the peace. And then she protected them. She sent them out another way so that they would be saved. You know, God created you to do good work for Him. You're not saved by your good work. But your good work for what demonstrates that God has saved you, that you trusted in Him. For we are his righteousness. He made us created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works. He created us unto good works, which God is before our death and death. We should walk in death. Isn't that amazing to think about? Who was raised out long before she was even born? Long before she even lived in Jericho, God had a plan for her life. And even as Rahab was born, and she grew up, and I have no idea what took place in Rahab's life going growing up, and all of us know that. She left the end of that year as an occupation. Who knows when she probably had a pretty difficult upbringing? She may have grown up as an orphan. She may have grown up being abused herself. She may have grown up in all kinds of things. We don't know. All we know is that Rahab was a sinner. We know that Rahab was made with the game, and yet God still had a plan. God had a plan for Rahab to do good work. But God created him to do good things. God created you to do wonderful things as well. You may look at your past and say, there's a whole bunch of mess. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of failures. But Rahab, he's doing good company with him. But God created Rahab to do good work. And he saved you to do those as well. But those good works are done as the Jesus speaks to himself at the end. Christ Jesus. It's not through your own strength. It's not through your own goodness. It's not through just trying hard. It's through faith in Christ. And he may give you the strength to do those good works, to glorify him. Where faith is real, it will be seen. Think about that again. Where faith is real, it will be seen. It will be seen. Then she confessed to the child. You can read all about this in John 3, chapter 2. She then sanctified the Lord. But I think the greatest evidence of Rahab's faith was the scarlet cord that she put in her ear. Let me read you that. That's the Bible says in Joshua 2, 18. Behold, when you come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet. Throw it in the window with savage like standby. And thou shalt bring thy father, my mother, and my brethren, and all thy father's household. I am unto thee. Well, she says, well, when the children of Israel were coming to destroy Jericho, they said, take this thread, the same one that rope that you used to lower it down over the wall, take it and hang it over the window. So mark out your window and bring your whole family to your house. 
Bring your whole family with you so that they can be saved. The cord was the person that could believe the word of God. The Bible could believe and get in the window. While the cord was in the window, the way I moved to the church. The cord is a beautiful picture of the blood of Jesus Christ. The only safe refuge for the guilty sinner is the blood of Jesus. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, he'll fight with one of another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son, cleanses us from all sin. I want to remind somebody who's the one who's been saved a long time your only refuge is the blood of Jesus. If you didn't just thank you from sin, and now you're living. In your own strength, no, your refuge is found now on the same place as it was found when you were completely lost and dead in your sin. Ray had had a great faith by hanging this cord in a window. I wish you would have noticed it. That's not the truth. I didn't have that. What are you trying to do? Ray's faith, we noticed, involved a radical lifestyle. A radical life because she believed in the Lord and her life was transformed. Because for her, as a believer, it meant leaving the same city, being separated from her people, the city life, and completely throwing her life into the physical business. It was giving up all that she knew, all that she was familiar with, all that she had grown up around, and putting her faith in a different people who presumably. Many of them ate a different language. They worshipped a different God. Because of the laws that the God gave to the God is given to the children, they moved as what else? They even ate different kinds of food. It was a complete change. A complete change. You know, there are many things that people allow to keep them from going to God. Thankful that the Lord came to us. He found us right where we are. He, he reaches out to us, but we have to grab onto Him. But often people will use a lot of excuses to say why they won't come to God. Well, they don't like the truth. Well, I might have to change how I dress or where I go, my friends, my family, my livelihood. Did I change for Rahab? Didn't let the fear of that change and that transition keep them from coming to the Lord. Rahab's faith did involve a radical change. Let me tell you, if you really trust in God, if you walk with Him, it will change your life as well. But if you look at Rahab's life, did it change for the worse or did it change for the better? See, we look at the things of this world and we're going to have to go back. What's going to happen? And I'm going to change. What's everybody going to change? Who made me? And you have the time to work. So, what are my co workers going to say? What's my boss going to say? What am I going to keep up with all the things that I've got? We've got my whole life. 
not for you to complain about it. Because now you're a child of the king. A child of the king doesn't have to worry about where his next meal could come from. He's a child of the king. A child of the king doesn't have to worry what other people think about it. He's a child of the king. A prince or a princess doesn't have to worry about if they're going to have nice enough clothes and everybody else is going to take a really nice ride because they're going to be the children of the king. Prince or princess doesn't have to worry about if they're going to be able to buy a bigger house. They're a child of the king. There's everything that they need. When you come to Christ, he comes and begins to do a work in your life and he takes everything and makes it new. Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So they can start saying, that's what manner of entering in we have unto you. As you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God, a real work of grace in the heart will always lead to a real change in your life. A real work of grace in your heart will lead to change in your life. In other words, faith in the Lord Jesus will be evidence by a complete change of life, a change of character, a change about all of it you are. One of the beautiful things about Rahab's faith is that it reached out and brought in her friends and her loved ones. Rahab's faith reached out and brought in her friends and her loved ones. Joshua 2, verse 12 and 13, Now therefore I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house, and give me a true token that you will save alive my father, my mother, my brother, my sisters, and all their wives, and deliver her life from death. And then they gave her the color. They could take this color, gold, and color it from the window. It's a great thing to see this woman showing great concern for the salvation of her family and friends. She said, Yes. She knew that Israel was about to conquer them. But think about the faith that it took to believe that. She would have been out on the wall. Archaeologists have gone back and done research in this area. They, they have found portions of what was left of this wall that fell down flat. This wall was so thick and it was so tall that enemy armies just avoided Jericho altogether. They, they thought it was unconquerable. Could not be taken. And the children of Israel took the city of Jericho without finding a shot, without building a bottom wall, without building a ramp, without doing any of the things that would have been used in siege warfare. We looked at it a few weeks ago. What did they do? They marched around it until it fell down flat. Who caused the wall to fall down? It wasn't the children of Israel, it was their God. And the same God who protected them could protect their God. Rahab is living on the wall, an incredibly secure place. And yet she was willing to trust in a God who she understood by faith was big enough to not die that way, was big enough to let her city be conquered. She trusted in God instead of in her home, instead of trusting in the foundation that it was built upon. You know, it's a lot easier, I just tell you, it's a lot easier to trust things that you can see. Rather than trust things that you can't see. 
It's a lot easier to trust in the stuff that's happening right now instead of trusting in what may happen in the future. But we have our trust in one that you could not see, one that you don't agree with. We have our trust in something that would take place that was beyond the scope of imagination for anybody else around you to believe. We all thought we're safe in the world. We all said, no, we're not. How did you know? Did you see an angel here? I think what we see about Rahab is not that she was just great person. No. But she was willing to put her faith in great person. My friends, we can look at things around us and we can see it and say, there's no way this could ever happen. Or that this definitely will happen because of how things right now. There's nothing that could ever fix this problem. There's nothing that could ever change my situation. There's nothing that could ever get me out of this and put me in a different situation. He's able to make a way where there is no way. He's able to accomplish things that are far beyond anything you could even imagine. He is far greater than what we can be given credit for. It's sadly many times we make a God by our own interpretation. I don't think it's high. I think it's high. Rahab had to believe in God and he's not there. Facing this great God, this God who can do the impossible thing, brought salvation not only to her, but to her testimony. To her testimony. She was like Esther in her faith. Number three, Esther. Verse 6, how can I endure to see the evil that's become of my people? But how can I endure to see the destruction of my children? But what did Esther do by faith? She did the impossible. She went before a king without an invitation. She was risking her own life, but she did it. But she trusted God. She was like a wizard. Who in John 1, verses 40 and 42, one of the two was her God's peace. Them with Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He had Jesus, and what did he do? It says he first found with his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah. We Jews came and took him to Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. How did Andrew know that he was the Messiah of faith? He believed in what Jesus had said. He believed that he was the Messiah. He said, Simon Peter, come with me. Andrew, we don't read a lot about him. The one of the greatest things we would say from a human perspective that he ever did was bring his brother Simon Peter's brother. But Peter, who later became the one who preached there in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, and 3,000 people trusted in Christ. Peter went on to, to minister and to travel and to help see the spread of the gospel all around the world. He brought Peter to Jesus. You know, you may look at your life and say, well, there's not very much I can do. You could bring your loved ones to Christ. But that's not a big deal. Nobody's going to notice. You're not doing it for what everybody else sees. You're doing it for the Lord. You know, she was, I read that, I like the woman of Cyprus. Also, 
A woman who had done many wicked things, in John 4, verse 28, the woman left her water pot and she went into the city and said to the man, Can be a man who told me all the things that ever I did? Is not this the same? Thank you. 
story of Rahab is part of the Christian story. Rahab becomes the great